Hey, you guys, before the show officially starts, I want to talk to you about Stitch Fix. So here's a crazy cool thing that has happened recently. Um, you know, I've been talking on the show about how I hate shopping. I hate going to the stores. I hate trying on stuff. I hate that whole going to stores shopping thing, but I need new clothing. And I've been asking, does anyone have any tips for how to get over um, or for how to deal with this? Like, I don't under people who love shopping. What do you love about it? Etc. More than one listener wrote in and recommended Stitch Fix. And now Stitch Fix are sponsors of the show. Those things are not related. They're just an awesome coincidence um, or serendipity, actually. So Stitch Fix is an online personal styling service that makes shopping effortless and fun for busy women on the go or just women like me who hate going to stores and shopping in stores. Um, what you do is you complete your personal style quiz and then you schedule to receive your first personalized shipment, no subscription required. Your stylist will send you hand-selected pieces of clothing delivered right to your door. And then um, you keep what you want or and you send back the rest and sending it back is super duper easy with free shipping both ways. Get started at stitchfix.com. That's stitchfix, S-T-I-T-C-H-F-I-X.com, stitchfix.com. Okay, here's the episode. And now, live from Dining Room Studios in Hollywood, California, it's Thursday on the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes a guest. She's a comedian who proves you don't need to use cuss words to be funny. You just need to be the kind of person who calls their parents by their first names. It's Jenna Kim Jones. He's a man who looks like a Disney character. The hero who installs the princess's home Wi-Fi network, then devours all the cute critters of the forest with barbecue sauce. It's a hashtag Al. And he's a writer-producer who's working on a very exciting new project, a brand new one-star Yelp review for Rainbow Acres Market. It's Craig Heller. Chef Jeff is here to glaze your donut. I'm her husband, Daniel, and I can't believe I'm still doing these things, saying hop on board the love bus and say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen. Hello, my little cinnamon bun Oreos. It's me, Allison. Welcome to another exciting Thursday show. I would like to say hello to my guests. Hello, Greg Heller. Hi, Allison. Hello, Jenna Kim Jones. Hey. And welcome back. Thank- Wait. You were in Oklahoma. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You did not. You were not missing <laughs> not on the show. I'm like, I was here last week. <laughs> Sorry. But from my heart. Oh, thank you. Aww. We'll get into that. Not the heart part. Well, we could, but she, the Oklahoma part. Okay. She was missing from your heart, honey? Mm-hmm. Oh. The minute someone leaves that's right, California, my heart shuts Mm. down. Hello, Mm. Alan. Hello. Hi, Daniel. Hi. Hey, Jeff. Hi, Allison. I heard you have a new best friend. What's her name? I, Dr. Professor, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Someone on Twitter wrote to me who's a very, I forget what her specific uh, vocation is, but she's very accomplished. And like on behalf of accomplished women in the in sciences, she wanted to apologize for the eye professor. And I said <laughs> that nice. it didn't make up for it, but it did help a little bit. Yeah. Was she cute? <laughs> <laughs> no, never mind. I'll just, I'll just, I'll yeah. look at your timeline. <laughs> We're referring, of course, to the dream I had where Daniel was cheating on me five times, but not sex with an eye doctor or professor. Just made out. Another weird thing. Oh, sorry. Were you going to say something, Jeff? What would be worse? The kind of second, third base, wherever he was caught in a rundown between second and third, mm. five times or scoring mm. once. Just one pokeroo? Yeah. 
<laughs> one, right. one round of escape. This is the sexy the lady. I mean. Yeah, just just hiding the salami <laughs> once. Yeah. Um, goodness. <laughs> I never said pokeroo. Yeah, she goes, "Hey, let's pokeroo." And I'm like, oh, <laughs> not, not tonight. When pokeroonie, it's my favorite Pokemon. Yeah. Honestly, in the context of the dream, I think I would. It would have been easier if he had just stuck it in a hole once and it meant <laughs> nothing. Then he was falling in love with an eye doctor professor, but they were mm. holding back their ardor because out of like respect for me or something. Fuck them. Anyway, speaking of weird, this is speaking of weird dreams. Daniel and I both woke up this morning full of anxiety, mm-hmm. separately having anxiety dreams. I had one where I was supposed to perform with my band in San Francisco. This and is I, nervous. It was I didn't have enough time to put on makeup. Oh no! <laughs> and I was going to have to go on stage with mostly a naked face. However, I had put on mascara in the. Usually, I put on eyeliner before mascara, but in the dream. In your dream. <laughs> no, in real life. Okay. <laughs> but we were in the van, so I put on mascara because you really can't do eyeliner in a van. And I was checking out myself in the rearview mirror, and I was like, oh, I look pretty good without the eyeliner. But still, I'm going to have to hit the stage. And it was very anxiety-provoking. Mm. I don't think I'm really getting it, like the yeah. meat of the no, dream. No, no, I'm right there with you. Yeah, and then <laughs> Daniel had a similarly terrible dream. Tell them. What happened with your I eyeliner? Dre- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would, no, the eyeliner was fine. It was a lipstick that I had. Um, I dreamt that I was told I had two months to live. What? Whoa. Yeah. And that I had... Uh, sc- Scoliosis? Yeah, like scoliosis of the... Psoriasis of the liver. <laughs> well, that's pretty Psor- it's yeah. supposed to be cirrhosis. Yeah. No, psoriasis of the liver. Right, deadly, right. Apparently. Yeah. Apparently. Daniel, your liver, your liver looks very dry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're going to need to moisturize your liver. They couldn't get to it, I guess. Uh, the doctor, yeah. Was a doctor British? Yeah. It's just interesting. Since I've been pregnant, we've both been very in sync dream-wise. Yeah. In that maybe before I was pregnant, we both didn't have a lot of upsetting dreams. But now mm. we do. Uh, it's awful things not the big enough, life change is coming that's I, what it is i get to be yeah. scared to die though i mean i i used to never worry about dying and right. then we had this baby now it's like i have to live yeah I have to support this child there is something about that well it, i think that on some deep psychological level it's like well you know hopefully obviously the baby will be born and be healthy it's like and obviously, I need to be a father, but in terms of my genes, like, that's it. You're done. Throw you away. Like, your, your genes are going to continue now. You've done what you needed to do. Oh, so wait. Now that you have a baby on the way, you realize oh. you have the no future. Purpose. The future is taken care of or something. I don't know. Like, I'm just trying to wonder why I'm having dreams like that. You know? Right. Um, yeah, it's weird. And I, I guess, too, it's like there's a lot of anxiety in the air, too. You know, like, it feels like... The world's was... coming apart at the seams, mm. and so it's, it's. You mean the news or the constant ash raining down from the sky? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, though, like Both. it's been a, like apocalyptic skies yes. here in LA so with yes. red suns and shit. Saturday like, was yeah. nuts. Yeah, For listeners really... who don't know, there was a huge fire a little bit north of LA, and the sky was was like pinkish, grayish red, and the sun was bright red. You could red. stare at the sun. Yeah. Mm. Everyone the... posted the same picture and added yeah. no filter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but before we get into the important stuff, I have an also important announcement that I should have started right out of the gate with you guys. It's finally happened. My Patreon page is finally available for you to go peruse. I've been talking about it forever. Wow! As you listen to this, you can go find it. It'll be up Wednesday night, which is when you'll be hearing this. Patreon 
dot com slash Allison Rosen. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Allison Rosen. So for people who don't know, um, Patreon, which actually you guys, listeners, were the ones who recommended that I do it. And then I just took, you know, two years to do it. But um, basically, it's sort of like Kickstarter, but you can support artists on an ongoing monthly basis. So there's different levels that you can donate at and there's rewards, extra podcast episode a month, streaming internet video, um, I'll leave your all sorts of stuff. We're going to have fun. With I it. could list all of it, but um, I don't want to. Instead, just go look at the page. Okay, yay. Also, um, we're going to be at LA Podcast Festival. It is September 23rd to 25th, but I'll be performing on that Saturday, early in the day on Saturday. Uh, and you, if you can't make it out in person, you can buy a ticket to the live stream. Go to LAPodfest.com and then click on the tickets and then uh, find where it says enter promotional code above the order now button. Click on that and then type in Rosen and you'll get a discount. Also, I'm just going to pile it all in right here and then we're moving on to funner, more fun stuff. Thank you so much for Amazon support. It really helps. Click through the Amazon banner on my website, AllisonRosen.com. It doesn't cost you anything extra, but it helps out the show. Thank you so much. And if you like what you're hearing, subscribe, iTunes.com slash Allison Rosen. Wow. I got a lot off my chest there. Okay. Last episode, we talked about my horrendous come to Jesus moment in the mirror where I saw myself and I did not like what I saw. What I saw was a fat pregnant woman who looked more fat than pregnant wearing a homeless lady's sweats that happened to belong to me. And my hair looked bad and I had zit cream that was visible around a visible zit. Everyone, especially Jenna, Mm -hmm. made a case for maternity clothing. So... I went to pee in the pod. Woohoo! Now, I went to the one in Beverly Hills, but I was thinking, should I just go to one, the one in Sherman Oaks? Because it's the one in Beverly Hills for super skinny pregnant people. I didn't know. I didn't know what to expect. Okay. I don't like shopping in general, and this is a whole new world for me. But it went well. I mean, it, it went well enough. I did not find jeans. I did not go home with a pair of jeans. Um, I'm a person who likes boot cut or flare jeans. It's a lot of fashion talk on this podcast. I know I like boot cut or flare. All their jeans were skinny or boyfriend style. However, I tried them anyway and I realized, I don't don't know. Boyfriend style. They're like baggy and loose. Like Like, you'd put on your boyfriend's jeans, except that's like an official style. They're also capri usually, I think. You like can roll them up. Uh, That's kind of the thing. Why can't you put on eyeliner in a van? Because it's too (laughs) moving around. You'll stab yourself in the eye. Hi, welcome to the show. (laughs) (laughs) But if the van is stopped, why couldn't you just add when the van stops? There's there's not enough time. It's just difficult. Look, you can do it. If it's a smoky eye, yes, I could probably do it. But if I'm doing winged wet eyeliner, hell no. (laughs) Gal chat. Uh, Greg was buffering for a while. (laughs) 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 So now he's 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 back. (laughs) But I'm so mystified by it. By some of these terms. Hey. Why don't we try it out? We'll give you some eyeliner and we'll go driving around. Yes! Oh and take boy. a video of it and oh see how boy. you do. It's tough stuff. Yeah. That, I've yes. never put on eyeliner, I don't think. Oh, well, then it would I be double it. tough. I feel like if I put on you eyeliner... don't think. <laughs> I probably... At some point, I might. I feel like if I put on eyeliner in the bathroom mirror, it would look like I put it on in a van. <laughs> That's probably, probably. true. You need a practiced hand. Yeah. So, anyway, but I did realize how comfortable maternity jeans will be oh. with that big panel thing that I was afraid of. What I have a say? suggestion. Okay. Uh, I don't know what brands, pee in a pod, pod, what is it? Pee, pee pod. pod. Uh, 
<laughs> I don't know what brands they have, but my favorite pair of maternity jeans were bootcut, and they were Jessica Simpson brand. Where'd you get them? Motherhood maternity or something the like destination that. Destination maternity uh, something. or something. Motherhood. Yes, that is something. one of the pee in the pod brands. Okay. I mean, they're like Old Navy, Banana Republic, Gap. Yes. You know how yes. they're all I went, one thing. Yes. And that's, that's one of them. Pee yes. in the pod just happens to be the highest. You went to the one, high end one, and I got a and, comment about that. And when yeah. you get a little bit more pregnant, they'll be pee in a pants. <laughs> <laughs> and afterward too. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I did come home. No, not I didn't. She showed me a pair. She's like, we're just. We're about to start carrying this. We don't have it in all the sizes. And they were boot cut okay. with a panel. So she ordered them for me. So they oh, should be nice. arriving any day. I've okay. been peering off of my little ledge like 14 times today to see if they arrived yet. They didn't. But I also tried on a bunch of maternity tops. Many of them looked like tents. So I chose against it. But then I got this cute maternity jacket that I'm wearing right now. It is faux leather. It's so cute. And cute. the minute I put it on, I was... I felt it was like there was a new spring in my step and I had that feeling that you get when you buy new clothes, which I experience once every seven years. Um, and I was feeling really good about it. And then a few curious things happened. So this is, they call this a maternity jacket. Uh, Greg and I went to a pitch meeting and I wore my maternity jacket, which is going to become my new pitch jacket. And the woman that we were pitching to was like, Oh, I have that jacket. Okay. So I thought that's weird. You're not pregnant. But I know I'm stylish, at least. And then I decided to do a little bit of Googling. Wait, hold on. Yes. <clears throat> First of all, that woman ha- has babies. Yes, but I got the sense that she currently has this jacket in her not pregnant Do you anticipate state. throwing that jacket away as soon as your child is born? No. Okay. It should also be noted that at that meeting, Allison introduced herself by saying, I'm really sorry I look like this. I'm pregnant. No, no. <laughs> to a room full of executives. Is that not what you said? I said, I'm pregnant. Please excuse all of this. And I just pointed to my whole body. Right. Like it broke the ice. Then we talked about, oh, how far along are you? Blah, blah, blah. Da, da. It, it did. I'm just saying normally the, the introduction of I'm pregnant is not, I am so sorry that I look like this. <laughs> I just happen to be creating a child inside of my body. I but. think she does feel like she's offending people. Like, <laughs> I do. That's how you feel. Like yeah. as if they were going to go, Oh, thank God, you're pregnant. We were both about to say, what the fuck yeah. is wrong well, with this? Look, they're looking at me considering whether to put me on their network or not. I need them to know that this is not how I always look. Mm-hmm. But maybe I'm conjuring an image of me looking more different than how I normally. Oh, come on. I don't think there's any dysmorphia going on here. I think you look I think yeah. what you think you look like is exactly what you look like. Allison wanted Thank to acknowledge <laughs> Allison wanted to acknowledge just, the elephant in the room. You are yeah, just- me. <laughs> so anyway, Maternity jacket that was $128, which is not like that much for a jacket, but it's also not not that much for a jacket not either. I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna mention prices, but um now I'm going to. Because anyway, <laughs> I came home and I did a little Googling, so I'm like, what other colors does this come in? It comes in an array of other colors. What? For $98 at oh, Nordstrom's snap. and an array of other oh stores God. sold as a non-maternity jacket. So listen, Crystal at P in the pod. Who was so helpful. Yeah. I appreciate her help. But also hey. she's just getting into podcasts. So if you're listening, hey Crystal. But um <laughs> what they didn't let me know is P in the Pod buys non maternity clothes from other places and then jacks up the price. And passes them off yes. as maternity. Yes. Did you know that this happens? Um Yes. I did, but I also never shopped at Pee in the Pod because I thought it was too expensive for my temporary clothing budget. Oh, right. no, roasted? Not that's not a roast. I'm just saying I'm cheap. That's a roast. <laughs> no, 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 no. 
I didn't, I didn't mean it yeah. to be. I hope you didn't take I it that way. I actually didn't feel roasted. Okay, good, it's good. Throw your money in the garbage, it's fine. One could argue that they're doing you a service by finding non-maternity clothes that you can wear. True. So that you don't have to go... Digging through Nordstrom's. Digging through Nordstrom's. So That's, just, and then yes, finding stuff that right. doesn't fit and feeling like, oh, this is the worst. Yeah. Do they just sound like a slightly heavy set woman in Nordstrom's and she just like casually buys 39 jackets or whatever? Is that the way that it works? <laughs> what makes you think she's slightly heavyweight? Well, I mean, otherwise they would, they would be suspicious of why she was buying them. Or does it not work that way? It doesn't work that, it doesn't way. Work that no, way. No, no, no. Yeah. Wait, I'm no. confused by he what said, way he's like, Someone he goes thinks... into Nordstrom, buys everything, and then heads over to pee in the oh, pot and puts right. a new label on it. No. Yeah, but by the way, I have a feeling Nordstrom's would be like, go for it. We don't care. Right. Yeah, me too, I guess. Shit, I don't know what mm. I'm talking about. This conversation no, is they, they buy them you, from a wholesaler. Yeah. They do? Yeah. Did mm-hmm. you? First of all, that is a... Like a big price hike, but that's another story. she kept calling story. my breasts the girls. Oh, yeah. How are you doing with the girls? Do you need me to fit you for a new bra? How are the girls? Oh, yeah. I'm they're like, really the girls into the aren't new bras. Ready. Yeah, for anything yet. Did you try on the fake belly? I held it up to my stomach. Okay. I didn't strap it on. I love... The, strapping it on was so much fun in the stores. Next time. Maybe I should have Next really time. gotten into it more. Yeah. Because I was wearing this like tarp of a shirt. Next like, time, let's awful. go. We'll, we'll turn on some music. We'll make like a movie a montage, montage okay. of you trying on pregnancy clothes. It'll be great. And I'll, yeah. you'll come out and I'll be like, no. Gross. <laughs> and then we'll wear hats. Yeah. Even yes. if there's no reason for us to <laughs> yes. wear hats. This is my maternity hat that I got for <laughs> Pee in the Pot. It was $400. What do you think? <laughs> um, in defense of my going to Pee in the Pod, my friend Christina said... Pee in the Pod and Old Navy are really good for maternity they clothes. They are. So I always had it in my head that that's a place to go. So I figured I'd just start with the one that the, the, the most people had recommended. I think you did a good thing. Yeah. And I'm glad you found it because it's so cute. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It's, it's a maternity jacket that you can get cheaper at non-maternity clothes stores. Did you buy another one though? Um, yeah. Well, that's the thing is that I also ordered it in black. Good. And there's from Pee in the Pod. But then I'm like. Uh, oh, shoot. Yeah. You should return it and go get it at Nordstrom. Well, that's the question. And then you can tell yourself, I got this at Nordstrom and you won't relate it to your pregnancy. Because right. that's been a problem with... No, 32 bucks. Well, with tax, I don't know. That's been a problem with some of my really cute maternity clothes is that e- even though they would look cute still, and I have a few jackets that I could still wear, there's a part of me that puts them in like, yeah, but I weighed 30 pounds more when I was wearing this and I don't like that. Right. And so I like, I put all my maternity clothes away because I can't handle the idea that they fit me now and are still cute. Do you know what I mean? Yes. There's like something psychological that I have not been able to get over. So I don't wear my maternity clothes because I can't handle it. It's Even weird. Even though they would look cute. Even though they would look cute. All right. I don't know. Maybe I will do that then. <laughs> I don't know. That's been my big debate. Right. In addition to all the other actual important things that I sometimes think about. My big debate has been, should I just, when that jacket arrives, should I just return it and buy it at Nordstrom? Yes. That would, probably was what I would, that's yeah. what I would do. That's Jenna's move, yes. Yeah. Is that not your move, Al? It is no, not. No, well. He'd be like, uh, my time's more valuable That's what Daniel would say. I, I would look at it and say, like, <laughs> for $20, I don't have to go to the mall, find parking. For $32. $32. $32. It's the principal. Yeah. You go, what's my hourly rate? No, I'm not, not doing it. it. <laughs> I know that's it's right. It's it's right on the line of I don't know that it's worth it to drive over there I, either. Sometimes I'll think of it this way: like, if, would I pay thirty dollars to not have to do that? That is the question Alan asks fourteen times yeah, a week, every single day. Yeah. yeah, and it has burned me. It absolutely has. <laughs> but whatever, you know, it all comes out. It's in the okay. Wash. Yeah, 
But I live with those mistakes. Yeah. I sleep on one every night. Oh, yes, he does. You can make more money, but you can't make more time. Exactly. Come on. Thank Wait, you. did you have a bed mistake? Yeah, so when we mistake? bought the bed, they were like, You guys have a sleep number, right? We yeah, do, we yeah. love it. Yeah, but, but they were like, this guy's like, listen, if you buy this like sack that goes around these, the memory foam, oh, yeah. it keeps it better forever. I'm like, yeah, that sounds and like I, something And in my need. head, I'm like, no, 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 don't buy it, don't buy it. And he's like, of course, and we yeah. obviously need it. And it I was want to protect so, the foam. Yeah, but it was so <laughs> expensive and it does nothing. It doesn't do anything at all. They upsell you on the sack. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Never, never buy and it. And I, we have, how much was it? It's like, it was like 150 bucks or yeah. something like that. Yeah. But you're already paying like a lot I don't of money. Know. I just feel like yeah. we totally got hosed on it. And I told Al on the way home, like, we probably didn't need this. And he's like, well, maybe we do. And then we That's never. That's exactly have. how I sounded. <laughs> I was like, well, maybe <laughs> no, we do. You know, Jenna. <laughs> 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 I'm a kid. I don't know. <laughs> well, it's supposed to keep all everything out of. It's like a. It's like the. You know how you got your teeth sealed, Al? Yes. It's like that for your mattress, right? Listen, I blame my. Yeah, but it already has like a cover on. It's like a double cover. Yeah. Anyway, all I'm saying it is, Al's all for it. He gets upsold all the time, and I'm like, as soon as they even open their mouth, I'm like, nope, don't need it because I have just been trained growing up that That's we kind don't of how need Daniel it. Daniel and I are. Yeah, he doesn't want to wring his hands or stress about money, and I'm like, Mm-mm. well, I have to. <laughs> I don't know in any other way. <laughs> See, he do- he deals with all the money, but I'm like, just so it has been so ingrained in me that you don't. Like you buy stuff on sale, you look at prices on mm-hmm. everything in the grocery store. It. He just can be done, done, done in and out, and he buys whatever. But me, I have to like, well, what are the seven Price brands? Sheets, I, yes, yeah. and I have to like look at exactly what everything is because I can't handle not doing it. Ayala does this thing where she tells me about how much she paid for things in a way that implies I'm supposed to say yeah. congratulations. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. yes. Well, my mom like, does that. Today she was like, like I'm ordering the detergent, and it's the same detergent that we get at the store, but it's a larger bottle, and it's actually less money. And I was like, all right, yeah, okay. And she was like, and the kitty litter too. Like the litter is coming tomorrow, and it's like so much cheaper from this place online. And I'm like, okay. But like, <laughs> I guess I'm supposed to go. That is so great. Yes, yes. you are a bunch of. Uh, this is why I've given up doing yeah. it with Al. I've given yeah. up. I have to call my mom to have my exciting. <laughs> yeah, I call it my cheap airs. You know, like I really put on these airs. Like, guess how much I paid for this? Seventy-two cents. You're an amazing shopper. Thank you. You're so good at this. Thank and she you. does. Isla does the reverse test too, where she'd be like. Me and Kelly went to um, Justa for lunch. The tuna sandwich was so good. It was like 19 bucks, but it was so good. And then beet. And I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> what did you guys do afterwards? She's like, the sandwich was 19 bucks, you know, but it was really good. And I'm like, all right. All right. <laughs> did, you guys, did you have fun? How's she doing? How's Mike? And she's like, good. You know, it was a $19 sandwich, but it was seems like it was worth it. I was like, I, I don't really, you know, you, it's whatever. It's a fucking sandwich. <laughs> like, I'm never going to be like, like, she wants me to shake a fist at her and be like, now watch the money with that sandwich there. That's a lot. But I just, yeah. I don't care on either side. Right. Yeah. I just don't care. This and all is so familiar. The, the, yeah. the tough part is when there's a price involved and you're not sure if you're supposed to feel good or bad about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's the tough uh, one. Good. Uh, you yeah. Look for the reaction. Which is like, the book was 31 bucks and you're like, cool. Good. Bad. You got ripped off the deal? Yeah. You guys met her from 
Venus and women are from another. You know what? I think they are. Men are from Mars. Mars. Yes, women are from Venus. Women are from Venus. Leave our Venus alone. (laughs) Farts are from Uranus. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they are. You guys. There's a home burglary every 13 seconds. I feel like you guys introduced the fact that I was about no, to say something. And what I'm, I'm going to say is most home burglaries happen in broad daylight with a burglar ringing your doorbell to make sure you're away before breaking in. Ring video doorbell has been proven to start burglaries before they happen by allowing you to see and speak to anyone approaching your door using your smartphone. The ring video doorbell is awesome. It's this little video doorbell that goes right where you're. It's very easy to hook up because right where your doorbell so cool. would be. And then you can interact with people through your smartphone. I feel like I am seeing them more and more lately. When I go do podcasts, that's only like I what stand... rich barons of industry used to have, and now you no, can no. Have it. Now you, even you, yeah. maybe you are a rich baron of industry, or maybe you're not. Maybe you're just a podcaster. Because lately, when I go to do, I don't know what accent that was. Lately, when I go to do people's podcasts and I stand in front of the door looking at my phone, double checking the address, I all of a sudden realize because there's a ring video doorbell. Oh, they can see me doing this. They know I'm here. But then it makes it easy because then, as happened with recently, someone just yelled to me, come on upstairs. I thought, well, this is perfect. Mm. Ring is using their advanced motion detection technology to protect your entire property with the Ring of Security kit. The kit includes a Ring video doorbell for the front door and a Ring stick-up cam, the wireless weatherproof HD camera to keep an eye on other parts of your property. Ring video doorbell and stick-up cam both install in minutes, and working together, they provide 24-7 monitoring of your entire home, whether you're in your living room or thousands of miles away. For a limited time, my listeners can get $50 off the Ring of Security kit. It's the lowest price anywhere. Go to ring.com slash Allison now. Join the hundreds of thousands who protect their home with Ring. Go to ring.com slash Allison for $50 off. That's ring.com slash Allison. Okay. So lots of exciting stuff in this episode. We have advice. People have been loving the advice we've been dishing out. Um, So we'll do some of that. We have snack chat with snacks from paris but we also have uh greg had mentioned that we should all bring in our diaries greg's going first am i going now you're going now oh i can't can't stop thinking about snack chat (laughs) we really we should like move the chips before the episode okay anyway um to what out of your eyeline kind (laughs) of so i have so many journals from so many trips, but I'm reading one from when I didn't go on a trip. <laughs> oh my God, you guys. <laughs> it's actually, I hope this isn't too long. Shit, it's like a page, this is a page and a half. Well, just no, give us an excerpt. Two, yeah. Well, it's two pages, but each page has like nine words on it. This won't take long. I've, there's, <laughs> there's plenty of spacing in there. Yeah, they're really <laughs> How's short. How's the kerning? Um, they are kerned, and I'm also not going to be able to read like 90% of it. <laughs> I'm going to change my girlfriend's name in this story to Susan. Good okay. choice. So this is from April 8th of 1994. I'm thinking about my mom and being inside of her. <laughs> so I'm at college. This journal is dated 11.54 p.m. And then in parentheses, it says the boy from Aberdeen. Because this journal was written when Kurt Cobain died. Oh. I'll probably have to skip chunks of it because it sucks. It's getting late, and I... 
<laughs> Read it in the voice that you spoke in at the time. I was, it's I was so melodramatic and so like um, overwrought mm. until I was like, now. <laughs> it's getting late and I've walked with a beer and a can of dip. Oh, yeah. I used to chew tobacco. <laughs> I chewed tobacco for like 15 years. Um, it's getting late and I've walked with a beer and a can of dip over to the schoolyard into a tuft of light to think. <laughs> I shouldn't be chewing, but I am. I went 16 months without one, but I don't care. Once a month, down to once a week, dwindles to the norm. I went to a Dodger game tonight. I'm drunk. Kent Merker from the, from the Braves pitched a no-hitter. I've spent the last three days in Mexico. The surf was unreal and the camping great. I was supposed to come home yesterday and be with... What did I say I was calling my girlfriend? Susan. Susan. Because we've been having some trouble lately. But I've been, I've been neglecting her because I've been so selfish and afraid lately. I've, in fact, been kind of insane and alive, but only in a daze. <laughs> so I call the operator last night, and she calls Susan and asks if she'll accept a collect call from Mexico. Thankfully, Susan accepts. When I get her, I get her on, I can feel, it's super blurry, my writing is horrible. I, I can feel her anger, and I tell her I'm staying an extra day, and does she still love me? <laughs> her feelings seem distant. Um, as I drive away, I think, I've always... It's always been me saying you depend on me too much and thinking I'd ruin her if I left her. <laughs> but I just, and then in parentheses it says, I just pissed and put another <laughs> dip in. <laughs> As I drove through the Mexican night with Tom, this is my friend, with Tom quiet at my side, I realized that this was me who was afraid, who needed love to feel loved, and Susan smile to find mending. <laughs> with, <laughs> Look with, at Jenna's face. That's <laughs> amazing. Without her, I was nothing. Nothing! Is that capitalized? Yeah. Okay. When I feared she'd lost love in me, I shook till I drank. (laughs) (laughs) Young Bukowski over here. Oh my God. Tom was quiet at his side. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I just shook till I drank. Till I slept in the back of the Subaru. When I awoke, the surf was shitty. So we drove home, observing the loneliness of Baja and the poverty of this mod- of the modern inhabitants, of the modern of the modest inhabitants. As we waited at the border, and when we crossed, I heard the news on ninety two point five. I never listened to that station. It must have been a shitty station, and I wanted people to know in the future when they read this that I don't listen to that station. <laughs> then there's a quote here from REM for some reason. Yo, I can't find nothing on that station. And then, anyway, the news was Kurt Cobain shot himself dead with a shotgun. And I was silent. L- a car alarm has sounded in the distance. <laughs> a lonely <laughs> car alarm. <laughs> and on the phone home, I found out that my mom knew that I had had a party last weekend and was busted. Because <laughs> my friend Casey drew dicks all over my house. <laughs> <laughs> that'll, that'll be a tell. <laughs> and as I drove back to school, I felt the lowest in my life. The traffic, and then there's a quote here from the Beatles. Look at all the lonely people. The traffic and all this. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yes. Keep going. Sorry. The traffic and all the stupid numbers on the stock exchange and all the concrete and no nature. I was alone and afraid. And when I saw Susan. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. Hold on. Hold on. His feelings were valid, okay? Yeah, Come it's on. about to get so weird. <laughs> uh, okay, so I was a no. afraid. And when I saw Susan, <laughs> 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 
All I wanted to do was make love to her. (laughs) 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 How will Susan live without your love? It was he who was afraid. Oh, that's right. (laughs) What about Quiet Tom? What was he doing? I can't even read this next Finish it! (laughs) Shut up. All I wanted to do was make love to her. (laughs) And to feel the warmth of being inside her. (laughs) (laughs) Appropriate. But instead, I laid there against her beautiful naked body and felt her love, I hope, and wondered, am I loved? Then I went to the goal or something. Then I went to the something. I don't know. I went somewhere after that. And then here, here's where it begins with a quote. What else should I be? All apologies. <clears throat> <laughs> Good night, Kurt. I love you. Leave the pain of earth and float to the peace of wherever and beyond this bullshit. I'll never forget. I love you and I and I and this is the basement of my life. I'll climb out. Hold on. Sleep well, young man. Sleep well, young rebel. Float away beyond the hell, Kurt. Good night. <laughs> what an artist. Make it worse, Rob. Make it worse. You are such an effing idiot. Um, thank you for sharing that yes, with us. Thank you. All those personal feelings. I'm not. I'm actually crying from laughing so hard yes, at how I'm ridiculous. Just in tears. I'm wondering what's going on. <laughs> there is an envelope in there that is sealed from that day that I am not opening. But that is a ridiculous journal. Do you know entry. what's in the envelope? Kind of. Yeah. Oh, it's, well, it's coupons to El Dorito. <laughs> What is it that makes us like that when we're 20, you know? I don't know. Oh, I'm telling you, my journal has a lot of feelings. Just, you know, I, yeah, I can laugh all I want at this, but mine is probably worse. I very much look forward to it being worse. It will be. (laughs) My journal's all strictly weather observations. (laughs) Is that weird? (laughs) It's so weird. I thumbed through mine earlier to, to, to see just what I was looking at today. And, uh. Or what we would be looking at or hearing. Mm-hmm. And it's bad too. So yeah. oh, they're yeah. all bad. They're, they're all they're yeah. all overwrought. Oh yeah. There's something about the just deadly earnestness of that age, you know? <laughs> just that. And, and 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 you're smart enough and you've read enough but the, to start oh, sorry, to put thoughts together mm-hmm. in new ways and you're in love with those thoughts, but you're not old enough or experienced enough. To know how to do it in a way that's yeah, you're like a moron with some language. With a pen. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> right. What I find to be the worst in my own journals are the little asides. <laughs> yeah, the parentheticals. Oh. There's no like who who are you going eh, for? <laughs> well, right. Who's the audience? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I skipped. So you weird. I skipped over a bunch of the parentheticals, but they're all like weird song quotes and just like shit that. It's like you're assuming other people will read this. Yeah, that's the funny part to yeah. me. It's like who's the who was the audience for this? Is this getting published? Is it? I, I, I when I was 19, I went to Pablo Neruda's house in Chile, mm. and people write on the gates outside of his house like thoughts and engravings and stuff. And I remember I wrote, maybe one day they'll come to my house. Oh, <laughs> it's like 
you're such an asshole at that age that you like assume like nobody cares about this except yeah. for me. Right. You know, but you think like you assume there's this world outside of you. Right. And you go to Pablo Neruda's house and it's like, how can I make this about me? Right. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Justin Bieber did it and Frank. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Oh, yes. oh, Forget what he wrote, though. He said something he like. He said maybe I like to think that maybe she would be a believer. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. She'd be one of my fans. And you're just like, dude. Yeah. I'm not here. This will be a big deal for me to get the journals out because I've not even let Al open them. They are off limits. It's true. I like him. touched him and she's like, put those down. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. this well, is exciting. I want to hear them super badly. Well, Greg, get excited. What happened with Susan? <gasps> well, uh, you're about to find out in a second that her name was not really Susan. She, um, I dated her off and on through college and af- a little bit after college. What, did and she go to one of the colleges that we went to? She transferred to one of the colleges to be with presumably with me and then she became a Hasidic Jew and she when I was like 22 she said like if you don't become orthodox we like stop we stopped having sex was she a Hasid yeah Um, how did that happen her family had sort of steadily become more religious and then the town that we lived in burned down and her family lost like everything. Oh, geez. Like, Wait, whole... were you from the same hometown? Yeah, we're, we're both, both from the same Laguna. hometown. Yeah, we're both from Laguna. And her family like lost everything. Like they didn't oh. even get to the house before it burned down. Mm. Um, and they became more and more religious. And then one day she was like, we're not going to have sex anymore and you have to do this. Wow. Um, I'm still, I still like know her family. Her younger sister is still a pretty close friend of my family's. I haven't talked to her in many, many years, but it ended like we just were different things. Yeah. No, I had a friend that yeah. uh, went Hasid, and it was, it was like such a sudden conversion. Right. Yeah, it's very extreme. Did you stop having sex with him? <laughs> <laughs> but we still cuddled. <laughs> Let's do the return of iTunes comment of the week. Oh. Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments, and don't forget to click five stars. Loads of fun. Massively addicted. Please send help. From Buckner WH. I'm a new listener. Never heard Allison at her previous gig, but became aware of her history and was exceedingly curious and was quite disturbed about it as I heard more and more. I like Allison's voice and style, and I love the Thursday gang as well as the Monday interview show. You have my full support. Please help. The second verse of the opening song is mumble, mumble, good times never end. Can't make the syllables match. I didn't know the third verse either, but after Googling, I know it's come up before. I used JMO in a Facebook post, so you have my lifetime support. Thank you so much for that very nice comment. I'm a little confused by him or her using JMO in a Facebook post, what that means. But I'm happy that it happened. The second verse is, with her, the good times never end. I like mumble mumble. That's Yeah, I know. No, no, mumble no, no, mumble. That's the chorus. No, I believe... Yeah, it's not the second verse. It's the second line. What is... Does everyone at this table understand the theme song entirely? Yes. What is the wavy... Wavy, the pencil. wavy pencil, pencil dance. Yeah. Okay, so this Jenna, you you've done I've the done wavy it. pencil yeah, dance, exactly. right? Okay, back when uh, it used to be a uStream show, 
I don't know how this started, but you know when you hold a pencil and you make it like mm. wiggle around? I do it by holding it in the middle of it, but most people do it by holding the end of the pencil. How do you do it? Like, like that, like the most people right, by holding, holding the, the end. I so that it looks wavy like that. Yeah, I always did it by holding the middle of it. But anyway, that came up somehow. And then I, <laughs> I'm realizing as I say this, it's even though it'll make sense, like the words will make sense, it's not really going to make sense. Mm. I had this little... F- plastic toy cell phone that played different sound effects and there was one that sounded like this it was like a little song what did so it sound it, like my actually my headphones just cut out can you oh yeah oh here here let me do it again right jenna uh pretty close yes pretty spot on i uh i was traveled back in time we would all pick up a writing implement and I would have to make sure we had enough ahead of time. And then we would two in in time with the little we'd all do the wavy pencil dance into the screen. And I know it sounds ridiculous and it was, but it really is fun to watch. It really was fun to watch and fun to participate in. In fact, there's a video of the most epic wavy pencil dance ever where it was like just the boys and then yeah. Just just Dustin, and then Dustin took a solo. I mean, it was like all sorts of fun That's stuff. That's what made you the queen of Ustream, honey. Thank you. That's I, I right. did watch the Ustream show a bunch of times. You did? Yeah, sure. I'm sorry. Um, but thank you. So you're doing the wavy, and then you wet your pants no, again? No, doing the wavy <laughs> pencil dance. Oh, oh. Let's see if <laughs> I... Doing the wavy and wet what? your pants again is the future song. That's Let's what, see if I even know the theme. That's okay. what I, I thought it was doing the wavy wet your pants again. Allison Rosen. Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Allison, <laughs> this is Allison. what she listens to when she works out, by the way. Um, with her, the good times never end. Allison Rosen doing the wavy pencil dance again. Allison, Allison, Allison's your new best friend. Yeah, that's how it goes. Okay, good. Well, that was not singing it into. By the way, speaking of singing, which that wasn't, I overheard Jenna singing to Samantha. You have the most beautiful you lullaby have such voice. A pretty voice. Thank I was you. jealous of Samantha in that moment. Oh, you yeah. guys are sweet. Thank you. So Sam doesn't love sweet. it. She just is like, whatever, mom, put me in bed. Get me <laughs> out of here. La, 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 la. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that for 20 minutes. No I'm wonder just she... a cat. <laughs> I'm just a crazy cat. I'm just a cat. I'm just a cat. Oh. Wiggle, 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 wiggle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's do snack chat because listener Jeff sent in two bags of chips. One is poulet roti, which I'm thinking is roast chicken. Mm-hmm. And what is it? Is the other one bolognese? Bolognese. All right. Let's Pune do it. Or poo. <laughs> <laughs> Has it been tampered with? No. I'm just looking at the back. Are we on? Yes, we're on. We're going. <laughs> it's time. Are we recording the show? But that one is opened. It uh, is? No. It's just uh, oh. a different altitude. I was going to eat it anyway. The, I'm just looking at the flavors. These are from France. There's a flavor here that is uh, nature flavored. Ooh. That must Ew. be just potato. I don't know. It's just nature. Natural. It's like it dirt. Natural. Yeah, dirt and sticks. It's Grass. Just plain. Uh, yeah. Mount right. Mont- Montard Pickles. Where are mustard? you reading that? Yeah, mustard. That's moldy pickles. Mustard. <laughs> mustard pickles. I bet that's good. That's a Canadian thing. Pickles and mustard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That does that. sound yeah. good. Uh, poulet roti. 
Mm-hmm. That's that? one's gen- That's what Janice called oh, roast chicken. One. What's the holdup here? Let's crack some yeah. bags. Okay. <laughs> Let's get at this, you know. oh, one other thing I want to There's point no out. There's no escargot flavor. <laughs> one other thing I want to point out. The Lay's logo is slightly different oh, yeah, than the a, American logo. Can you little, tell the difference? Yeah, it's a little bit more dandy. It's got a. <laughs> it's got a loop on the Y. The American logo is all like straight, straight. lines. Mm-hmm. And uh, what does that say about our two countries? Huh? Figure, it really does. Just think smell about like it. Chicken. Um, yes. The roast chicken one tastes exactly like roast chicken. Ooh, I don't know if I like that. Meat flavored chips. Oh, it smells like chicken. It tastes exactly like it tastes exactly like like roast chicken. It really does taste like chicken. Better than chicken in a biscuit? It is as Oh my god. It tastes too much like chicken. It's unbelievable how much it tastes like real. The bolognese is really good. I like that one. Yeah. Wow. Like it tastes like chicken skin. Yeah. And chicken gravy. Yeah. Oh wow! It has like a like a full depth of chicken. Fl- that it, is really good. It, it's good, but it's 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 weird to me. It's almost like well, chicken Chris cooked has- in wine or something. Yeah, it's got that real French chicken flavor. When I <laughs> so when I got sick in Paris, uh, which by the way, a lot of people think was that because I was pregnant. No, I just happened to get sick in Paris. I was not pregnant yet. Um, I Greg, asked. If Greg, it, don't stop the music. I asked if they had any chicken noodle soup, and they said they would they would send something. They they didn't have it on the menu, but they'd make some. It was chicken broth that tasted as strongly chickeny as these chips. Like this is really like essence of chicken. Too much chicken and just some noodles in it. It was not chicken noodle soup, but it was good. It was probably made with a. I can't remember what it's called with right now, but they use a condensed stock. Yeah, that's almost like a jelly. Have you seen this stuff? Mm Mm-hmm. That's like that's each, each drop of it is like 600 chickens are in it. Is it a demi-gloss? <laughs> yeah, it's a demi-gloss. Wow. 600 chickens get pressed into a drop. Well, seriously. Drop. Yeah. It's uh, a demi-gloss. I'm surprised how much I like the chicken chips because yeah. based on your description, I was kind of dreading them coming over to me. Yeah. They're actually really good. These are both <clears throat> better than any other latest yes. chips in America. The They're chi- pretty good. Yes. The chicken chips are good, but I, they taste too much like chicken to me and I find it unsettling. Because bit. there's a chip in your mouth, not chicken. Yeah. But yeah, it just doesn't taste like a snack. Yeah. It tastes like you're eating chicken. I kind of like it. Dinner in potato Yeah, chip I'm corn. surprised. I thought I was honestly going to just absolutely detest it. There's a, che- a cheeseburger flavor. Oh, really? I would be into that. Does it have a cheeseburger finish? With the, the bolognese. Listen. Like you can taste onion in this. The bolognese just tastes sort of like tomato soup. Yeah. yeah. But they actually taste. I tasted the bolognese first, and they tasted better uh, before I ate yeah. the chicken. Oh, yes. they don't mix well. I agree. With yes, they did not mix well. Is what I'm. Thank you. No, I was like, oh my god, the bolognese is so good. And now it's kind of now it's not as good, yeah. but it's still good. Ooh, somebody try both of them at once and see yeah. what happens. <gasps> Wendy's going crazy. She's smelling. I know. The She's like, you guys are holding out on me. What? Just looks like a very confusing soup. <laughs> But it's crunchy. Mm. A wow. crunchy soup. This is going to be the crunchiest episode of Snack Chat ever. Yes. But attention, Lay's. Bring these over to the United Seriously? States, please. Uh, my sister brought me Lay's from Thailand that were honey butter flavor. Were they they were horrible. Oh. Just horrible. Honey butter? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it was awful. It tasted like stale caramel popcorn. The Where chip- from? Thailand. Oh. <clears throat> the chip thing has kind of gone too far, right? Oh, you should see there's new flavors of Lay's coming out in the U.S. There's like Chinese Szechuan chicken flavor. Mm. There's some Greek 
uh, Satsiki. Uh, I can't remember what the other two are, but it's also sort of weird, savory dishes that just, you're not used to. I have the image to. of like these like flavor wizard guys who like come in with their That's like pretty much what it is with their like shirts unbuttoned and they're like, <laughs> "Hey, what's up? Oh, Oreo, come on over here. <laughs> have you tried uh, chocolate chips?" Okay, I just feel like there's like maybe like three people who are like the Uber consultants. You know what the, these chips make me codes. feel yeah. like? They make me feel like vibrant and alive but like also in a daze do you know what i mean greg like that's how <laughs> <laughs> thank oh, you no. Jimmy. i'm sorry no 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 it's game oh, on it's game on it's game on it's fine i don't even know if that's what you said it just sounded the funny thing similar. is i was gonna say that's how i felt listening to his diary entry and then i realized that's what you're referring to wendy's going genuinely crazy over these chips i know she loves them uh i just tried both of them at once and it's pretty good really yep Speaking of who's, cooking, who's got the guts? I might later. Um, speaking of cooking, I realized a key in the secret ingredient in egg salad is lemon juice. Very mm. important. I hadn't been. I've been making egg salad lately, and I make it with mostly egg whites, but one actual whole hard-boiled egg in there. And I've been putting in mayonnaise and mustard and salt and pepper. But I hadn't been using lemon juice. And now that I am, it's changed the whole everything. Are you putting pickles in it? Sometimes I put in relish. Do you ever put in dill? No, but I thought about it. If you just go buy dill, it makes a big difference with egg salad. A huge difference. Like dill in a a jar or actually fresh dill? No, the herb dill. We have dill in a jar. Yes, but are you talking about fresh dill? I'm talking talking about about fresh dill. Yeah, fresh dill. Fresh dill. Makes a big difference. Maybe I'll do that. Do you put mustard in your egg salad or no? Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Spice it up. I also mm. read you can put cider vinegar. You can. Mm. I don't like it. Yeah. Mm. I, I put think, a tiny I bit it, in and I thought, I, no, not into egg it. Egg salad is all about fluffiness. Mm-hmm. And I find the addition of vinegar makes it a little heavier. Right. And I want my egg salad to be like cloud fluffy. So you knew about the lemon juice. This is Absolutely. Just an, is it a known thing? To me, it is. <laughs> well, to me, it is now. But it wasn't before. What about also- Silent Tom? <laughs> Quiet. He's quiet. Quiet, Tom. Quiet, quiet by Tom. his side. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. Still my best friend. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I've known him since I was like 10. Still one of my two best friends. Yeah. Um, I realized I forgot to say something earlier when we were doing the uh, iTunes comment of the week. If you would like your comment to be read on the show, leave us a nice comment. Go to iTunes.com slash Allison Rosen, and that's where you can leave the nice comment. Okay, thank you. All right. Let's help some people in our advice segment. Now, I must say, as by way of disclaimer, we are this is just for entertainment. We're not professionals. Don't. And other things that people say in the disclaimers that come before their advice segments on their entertainment other words, shows. Don't follow our advice. Well, you can, but... We don't take responsibility. Yeah, that's right. That We're not professionals. We, we advise you not to take our advice. That's right. So you can think about it if you want, but don't take it. <laughs> and we have a new little thing to listen to before we start. Because you asked for some advice from Allison and the gang. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Here we go. Advice, please. Love you guys. Hello, Allison, Daniel, Chef Jeff, Hashtag Al, Jenna, Greg, and Wendy. Your show is amazing and wonderful, and you make me so happy. Okay, I have a question. I am an animal lover. 
I've done protests when Ringling Brothers Circus came to town and I boycott companies involved with animal testing or animal cruelty. I am mostly vegan, was strict vegan for years, but now I admit I eat the occasional fun-sized Snickers or taste of ice cream or piece of cheese, but never meat. I wear no fur, of course, and no leather either. My six-year-old son is vegetarian by choice and my younger son is mostly vegetarian, but he does eat the occasional hot dog and that's okay with me. I am rooting for Phil Demers and his or Demers and his Save Smushy campaign, and I am all for retiring captive orcas to sea pens or full rehab and release for the wild-born ones. Now the problem is, my son will be in first grade, and the school does a trip to the zoo every year for the first graders. I am very against zoos. I have told my kids that animals do not belong in cages, and they seem to agree. Although sometimes they say, "But the zoo takes great care of the animals, and they are happy." I do not agree that they are happy. Anyway, I don't want my son to go to the zoo. I also don't want him to feel left out of an experience the class will most likely talk about a lot. Um, I don't really have the desire to try to stop the trip altogether because if I succeed, I don't want kids who are disappointed to become angry with my son. My instinct is to keep him home on the day of the field trip and take him somewhere special myself. I also don't want him to go to school and make the other kids feel guilty for going and say, my mom says these animals are suffering or something like that. I remember a vegetarian in my elementary school constantly making me feel awful for eating meat at lunchtime, saying I was eating dead animals and I begged my parents to let me be a vegetarian, but they would not allow it. And so I felt very guilty. I don't want to cause that feeling for other kids. What do you think is the best way to handle this considering the feelings of my son his classmates and myself thank you all you are all beautiful and entertaining people well that's true Hmm. i think there's a lot to consider in this one but i think that maybe she solved her own problem and maybe the best answer is to just take her keep her kid home from the field trip that day and take him somewhere special i would have said if you can let him go because you don't want him to miss out on you know like on this thing that is all the kids are going to be talking about and that he would probably enjoy but then she brought up the fact that he might say stuff that would make the other kids feel bad or potentially just cause friction and i think six is too young to explain like now we feel this way but you can't say that publicly um well, so, six was not too young for her son to make a decision to be a vegan so this vegetarian. is vegetarian this is a grown-up kid if you're six and you're just like, you know what? I've been thinking about it and <laughs> considering Monsanto and Big Pharma and all that, I've, I've decided to opt out of meats. That, that, that's I a do good think it's problem. possible. It's not entire. I mean, I get what she's saying that it's his own, his own decision, but he's probably been influenced. In I way. doubt it. A little <laughs> bit. <laughs> but anyway, um, I, I think that is probably the best course of action here would be to keep him home from the field trip and take him somewhere special on your own, given all the issues. I don't know. What do you guys think? This one's tough. Oof. I feel very strange telling parents how to raise their children. Mm-hmm. That's a thing. Like I just yeah. personally, I just never do that. Sometimes I'm around people at dinner parties, and they're like, "Well, you should do this with your kid." And I'm like, "Just, I, I just feel like people." Sh- <clears throat> I'm sure there's somebody who's perfect for giving her advice. I personally feel very strange giving people advice on how to raise their children. Is that an answer? Is that a no? Thing? It's not helpful. Oh, it's <laughs> not helpful for this yeah. segment. <laughs> right? Okay. Sorry. No, well, no, no. You know, you're it's right. Okay. Though. I mean, it, if you if. I, I understand what he's saying. It's like I think that. Uh, well, yeah, I know. I'm. I feel uncomfortable weighing in too much here. She too, asked, but she's, yeah, she's, asking for yeah, she's she saying, asked. "Here's yeah. what." Oh, I'm of course, you're doing. taking her side. <laughs> she's saying, "Here's what I'm thinking of doing." What do you think about this? Yeah, there are only two parents what, at the table. What I would say is, uh, I'm going to go against you, Allison, and say 
that um, you know you came to this conclusion Careful, that you were not okay with zoos or the treatment of animals because you witnessed it and you saw it. Whether or not he goes to a zoo or not does not stop the existence of a zoo. So letting him go, I don't think would hurt him. It may make him realize the same thing you're communicating to him, which is that you don't feel that zoos are a fair treatment of animals. And he may not come to that realization on his own without seeing it. So you also run the risk of him resenting you for ne- having never been able right. to go to a zoo. That's the only like other perspective I would look at. No, well, that my, that was my first instinct. My first instinct is, oh, don't don't deprive him of this experience that all of his classmates are having. Yeah. But then she brought up the idea that he might say, well, I mean, I guess there's worse things than if he says things that make the other kids feel guilty. I also don't think the other kids would feel that guilty. I mean, if if I'm remembering that age correctly, all the kids say things like, well, my family does it this way. And my family, I mean, that's also part of growing up as well as you meet other people and different people. And And I don't know. There is the, I mean, I I do understand the, we went to a zoo recently and, there's, it's a weird feeling, you know, because you see, especially with the elephants, you know, where it's just like, ugh, they're not happy, you know, this is not good. But, <laughs> but there is something to be said for for seeing some of these animals in person. You know, it's like, you know, how, how else are you going to see a lion, or how else are you going to see monkeys and things like that? Um, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm pro zoo, but for a young kid, it might be good. And like Al said, it's not going to make a difference in the, you know, the zoo's not going to go away. Or, are, are you in you the know. pocket of Big Zoo? <laughs> well, what been, is it? Uh... They had it talking to me before the show, yeah, right. and so I'm feeling very uncomfortable <laughs> having to take a position. Um, also, I mean, your kids aren't you. Like sometimes in my brain, I have no kids, but I project down the line to when my son comes home and he's like, "Dad, the clash sucks." Oh, seriously right? though, like, if, <laughs> like you, if you keep the kid from the zoo, what'll happen is he'll be sixteen years old and he'll sneak out and he'll fucking no- go to nonstop zoos, <laughs> you know. But if you just like say, "Hey, it's no big deal, whatever," I don't care if you go to the zoo, then it'll be like, eh, I mean, won't want to go. So, so trying to be helpful for this segment, trying to play along, be a good podcaster. The essence of this question is. Do your kids have to become you, right? No, I think it's because yeah. that kid could just be like, "I love zoos. It was fucking amazing. I saw the lion. It was an incredible experience." And she she would love him the same before and after that day. Maybe a little less. No, it's your kid. Yeah, it is well, a little yeah, bit of her the- ideals of saying like, "I'm against the zoo. Should I let my son go to the zoo?" And that's where I'm saying like. Let your, let, son you let your son decide and get the experience or, because you got that chance to, to decide to say, well, I don't like the zoo. This is not fair mm-hmm. to the animal. Or is it that she doesn't want to patronize the zoo and it's more about, you know, taking a principled stand? I'm not yeah, gonna I mean, like, I think in general option. she's got to like fuck zoos out. Uh, <laughs> just from thinking about what a six-year-old's like and everything, I think... Either way, I I like Alan's perspective, but I also think if you kept him home and he didn't go to the zoo, 
the kids aren't going to talk about going to the zoo for that long. I no, mean, they're true. six years old. It's right. going to be like the topic of the week. And Some then, kid's going to throw up in the lunchroom and then that's it. That's like, it. yeah, yeah it's, they're going to move on. So if he misses it, I don't think it's going to be that yeah. big and of a deal. And she's talking, yeah. up, right, you're right, it's six. Yeah. I'm acting like they're 12 or something. I could yeah. have been less interested in the zoo at six. I think, honestly, you kind of, when you're that young, everything is new and different and every day is something different and like, you don't really even have I mean, six, do you even have that much of a sense of time? If someone says, like, it's a week away, you're kind of like, okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, right. So I kind of feel like even if you decide at, at the end to keep him at home, it's if he were older, maybe I'd say this is a bigger issue. But mm-hmm. I kind of feel like the kids aren't. It, well, I don't think he's going to miss out that much, right. I guess is what I'm saying. Right, right. And she's talking about taking him somewhere special. Right. So he'll have a fun time anyway. Yeah, yeah. I think, but I think it will come up again and become a bigger issue as he gets older. Totally. And then I think that's where Al's point may come in and you go like, he may have to figure it out for himself. Right. Like I was talking to someone recently who has a son and she's, she, the mother is vegetarian and she's has to figure out what she, what she's going to do in terms of whether she feeds her kid meat or not. And she's decided she doesn't want to, not that she wants him to be a vegetarian, but that she doesn't personally want to be handling what to her is dead animals and giving it to him. Um, For sure. They're all dead animals. She's right about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost all meat is a dead animal. Right. Almost. Um, (laughs) But, and I was actually saying to her, you're going to, you know, he's going to have to make the decision for himself. And that's when she explained, yes, but that doesn't mean that I have to give him, the corpse of, you know, her, her, the way she views all of it. <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with a parent, uh, you know, kind of uh, passing their values onto their Yeah, I just think way. you can push them fine. in the other direction if you're not careful. Right. Yes. Yeah. Because like, you might agreed. get a kid who's upset with the way that they were held yeah. back from certain things. At a certain point, they get to make up their mind. That'll happen either way. Exactly. Um, you know, I think that um, there's, a, but there's another part of this, which is like the social part. And, you don't want, I don't know, it's like, this is something I, I think about a little bit, but it's like you don't want your kid to be seen as, oh, you've got, you know, like, you're you're better than us or whatever. Now, at six years old, it's not going to matter. Mm-hmm. But nine, ten, yeah. you know, if the kid acts like... They I've start got, to notice the I differences. Eat, yeah, you <clears throat> eat meat, whatever, the kids are just going to be so cruel to him. I and they'll, be, they'll push him away. That That's a probably a regional issue, too. I yeah. think like if this kid went to like the Atwater <laughs> nursery school or whatever, his parents would just be like, we're keeping whatever this kid's name would be like. Josiah Sage is not going to yeah. the zoo or whatever. Yeah. And everyone would be like, all right, fine. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's like, go get a kombucha and call it a day. Yeah. But Silver I think, Lake, like, they have the shadow uh, zoo. Where right. Exactly. <laughs> I think there's probably something regional to it. By the way, did you know that Uzi Rat in a sanitary zoo is a palindrome? Uzi Rat in a Sanitary Zoo. Yeah, it's like zoo. the best one ever. That's my favorite zoo story. I thought Uzi like Rat's third album was their Satan best. Satan Oscillate My Metallic Sonatas? Yeah, I do. Do you like it better than <laughs> Tell Abe to Vote Ballet? Do you like it better than... Bob? A Go hang a salami. A a canal? <laughs> Go hang a salami? I'm a lasagna hug. Yeah, that's one too. Wow. I only knew race car. That's as far <laughs> as I got. I go pretty deep with Madam, I'm Madam. I was pretty obsessed with them for a while. Did that help? Is this good? Yes. All right. This is really taking a turn. Okay. I'm good at advice. <laughs> Next question. Let's hear the thing again. Because you asked for some advice from Allison and the gang. 
Dear Allison and Thursday Gang, hello. I need some advice on moving into my own place and living alone for the first time. A little background on me. My name is Brooke. She offered up her name, so I'm going to use her real name. And I recently turned 20. I am transferring colleges to finish up my degree in criminal justice and sociology. I am moving into my own apartment with my dog and cat to be closer to school. I am extremely excited for this and cannot wait to be on my own. I have always been independent and very determined, so this move has been a long time coming. That being said, I know I will fuck something up. Do you guys have any advice for someone moving out on their own for the first time? Is there anything you wish you would have known for that time in your lives? I listen to your and Jenna's show weekly and have been a long-time listener. Thanks so much in advance for the advice given. P.S. I am strangely attracted to Greg. What's strange about that? <laughs> By the way, when she said, I move, I'm moving into an apartment with my dog and cat, it sounded like the dog and cat were living there for a while. <laughs> they, they, got, they found the apartment. They, they put a roommate. They got a little ad. more room, so she's going to, you know, The ad was crash. like, four legs, good, two legs, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Oh my God! We're, let's all make the four-hour list of mistakes we made when we first moved into our own apartment. Yeah, I know Seriously. That when I moved into my first place, and I was moving in um as a into a room, so as a, a roommate, I was so nervous about whether I was making the right decision or not, and I was so like I had to go visit the the room like fifteen times to make sure this was right, and I was just so I don't know, like I felt like everything had to be right, and in retrospect. If it doesn't work out, you just move out. Like it's really there's the stakes are not that high. So I know that this is not quite the. the she said she's moving she's, in alone. Well, her, dog, her dog and cat are there. Right, yeah, okay. I think alone. Right, okay. Um, so I think we we do have some specific advice to give, but in general, I would say this is a pretty low stakes kind of situation. Um, worst case scenario, you might be out a little bit of money in apartments, but in general, um, in general. You, there will be so many different apartments in your life, enough that'll make you bummed if you're me. Because um, I have said so many times I'm never moving again. And that was like mm. six moves ago. <laughs> so I just think congratulations for dipping your toe in the pool of living on your own. And um, we'll come up with some specific suggestions for you. But in general, you can just ratchet the stress down because it's really... It's really not like a do or die situation. Is she now? She's in college, right? She yes. says that. Um, my advice would be uh, pay attention to your finances more closely than you have before, mm-hmm. and also make sure you're okay being alone a lot because that's always a big change. Is like mm-hmm. when you move alone, even with your dog and cat. I feel like it could be kind of like. S- scary at night so just mm-hmm. be prepared or do something to plan for that or even just like on a saturday if your friends aren't around or you don't have anything to do your home might feel lonely so if you're that type of personality be prepared for that and maybe have some activities that you want to do or some hobbies that you have or something so you don't feel like i'm so alone scented candles warm or a shotgun solves all those problems oh yes a shotgun too again um, this is just for entertainment we're not professionals <laughs> um this is weird advice, maybe, or very logical advice, maybe, but learn how to fix all the shit in your house. <laughs> it's super easy to fix 90% of the things that are in your house, like your light fixtures and your toilet, and like you'll waste so much money. And I wish, when I was that age, I think I got my first apartment when I was 19, actually. I spent, I wasted thousands of dollars mm-hmm. having dudes come over and like screw a new handle into a toilet. Yeah. You didn't, your landlord didn't take care of that, though? 
Sometimes they would, sometimes they wouldn't. A lot yeah. of times I would just be like, I don't have time to wait for this thing. I'm calling the dude yeah. now. And you go to the, the hardware store and you're like, oh, that dude just screwed this filter into the top of my toilet. I could have done it in 10 minutes. Learn how to fix stuff. Yeah, get uh, some basic tools. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get a get a pl- some pliers and a all-purpose screwdriver kit. Uh, get a plunger for the toilet in case yep. you have a plunger. A, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wet a girlfriend who clogs your toilet. <laughs> and, you know, just, just in case. Very early on in our dating. <laughs> <laughs> I discovered that Daniel didn't have a plunger. I had, His I had, ex-girlfriend had taken it in the move. Yes, I hadn't gotten a new one yet. Crap, <laughs> 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 she awful. And how, uh, how did you discover? The, I, the hard way. <laughs> when <laughs> I needed to find one and I couldn't. And it was... It just it occurred to her. Very, I'd like to plunge the it toilet. It was very early on, Right. I mean, it Pretty was way early. too early for, to like discuss bodily function, mm-hmm. and I think did I like poke my head out, and I'm like, okay, this is awful. But you pooped in flush. his house that early in the relationship. Yeah, but here's the thing: I lived in Orange <laughs> County, but I worked in Glendale, so I would spend the night pooping. <laughs> with him. So you just come over for the crapper, and then yeah, you know. I felt very comfortable and relaxed around him. <laughs> Sounds like it. Well, I think uh, what would happen is I'd go to work, and then you would st- you be there i'd leave you there and then oh leave, yeah leave. i was alone that's alone. what it was because i came home from yes. work one day right and right. used the toilet and flushed the toilet and then it didn't fill up with water <laughs> i was like what and then the the thing the you you know the faucet whatever that you turn the, the water the valve and i was like i didn't turn that off what the heck and yeah. i'm like did something happen with the toilet today no <laughs> you texted me you're like did something happen with the toilet <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> using your cute word for it uh-huh. um <laughs> Turns that's out you right. thought you thought you'd covered your tracks that's right. I, but I, in my brain, that's a separate time. Might have been the second time. No, separate time. <laughs> and, or, and the second time. <laughs> You're right. Uh, it, it happened. No, no, no. You went out. It, no, it happened while you were there because I remember you went out and left me alone in the apartment. You went out to buy a plunger because I think I had to get ready. And you seized the opportunity? No, I had already opportuned. <laughs> <laughs> and then he left to get a plunger and I went to work. And then I remember you telling me you just me left the poop out. there? I, what the hell was I supposed to do? I never came home with anything in the toilet. So you, you had taken care of it either. I think it just wouldn't flush. Maybe. Somehow you took care of it. I don't know if you just took a cup and spooned it into a trash bag. No. <laughs> no, it, no, it was clean by the time I got home. So I don't know what you did. Thank, but you thank used God. the plunger. I, th- I can't remember. I did not. I oh, want- you didn't use it. You just no, bought no, it. No, I never saw any any business. Oh, thank God. I want to give this person a, a little bit more angel. advice. Uh-huh. Get a couch that is uncomfortable to sleep on so that your fucking friends when they're between apartments <laughs> are just like, "Do you mind if I stay for the night uh-huh. and stay there for 7 oh, days?" Oh, I have Do yeah. not let people if do it this way. If someone says, "I need a place to crash," say, "Fine, you can stay here for 3 days." Yeah. And just you have to draw the line or people will constantly be, especially if you're one of the first people in your circle of friends, mm. people will constantly be sleeping at your house. Three days and then you pay rent. <laughs> yes. Or you buy a fridge full of groceries do, or something like that. Whatever you do, do not fall into the futon trap and buy a futon. Oh, oh that's oh, good yeah. advice. Yeah. yeah. That is really good that advice. Because everybody's first couch slash bed is a futon. Oh. It is neither a couch nor bed. Don't do it. It is the worst. After two times sleeping on it, it's uncomfortable, and it's the worst couch you've I ever slept. S- my so bed bad. was a futon on the floor from about age 18 to about age 23. Do not do... Don't also, do women do not care for them. No. Um, <laughs> my first apartment was so shitty, the windows in the bedroom had tinfoil over them to prevent uh. the sun from coming out. And I went home one day, and I was like, Mom, 
will you loan me $150? I want to buy these blinds. And she did it. And I went to Home Depot and I bought like five, what are the blinds called that go up in level lower blinds? Is that a thing? Vertical blinds? Vertical, yeah. no, no, not these level ones. Level lower are the ones, the, the ones Venetian? that like you pull and they go, Roman? Shh. I don't know. No, Venetian. they're like not, this is vertical, horizontal blinds. Thank you. <laughs> and I spent His like- His hands are going vertical. I saw I spent like six hours installing them over the windows. And I busted like three of them. And then at the end of the day, I was like, oh my God, it's finally going to be dark in my bedroom. And as soon as I finished installing the last one, I was like, also, all of these windows open inward. Oh, no. And I had installed an entire row of blinds over the windows of my bedroom, and I could never open the windows if I wanted the blinds done. Uh. All of the windows opened inward. And the landlord came over like a week later and was like, why did you put blinds? And I was like, I know, I know, I know. It's my money. Don't worry. I'll take it. You're going to make a ton of mistakes like that. Probably not that dumb, but so. <laughs> I would like to say to this girl, don't worry about it. You're going to do fine. Mm-hmm. You're going to do fine. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. There's nothing. If you're, li- if you're living by yourself, there really aren't that many big problems. I think the futon one was a huge piece Super of advice. Good advice. But do other it. than that, you're going to be fine. You'll figure it out. The, for me, the trouble of moving out on my own was dealing with scumbag flaky roommates. So if you take that out of the equation, it's, it's pretty easy. You'll figure it out. One small practical thing which I haven't always done, but it did. the one time I did, it did save my ass. Um, if When you move into the apartment, if you notice dings or things that aren't right, you may as well take pictures of them so that then when you try to get your security deposit back, if they want to blame you for any damage, you can say, no, this was already here. Well, pictures like, aren't going to do Yeah, do a walkthrough. You, gotta do a walkthrough. you have to do a, lo- a walkthrough. Yeah. Just you like when you rent it, a car. Point yeah. it out yeah. early. Okay. Yeah. But actually, my landlord when i was moving out of my hollywood place was like what's up with the purple line on the washing machine and i said what and he's like there's an indigo <laughs> he was he was the embodiment of your journal he was very but he, like very like a wise young man <laughs> exactly <laughs> he's like there's an indigo line on the washing machine and it makes it look junky and I looked at some pictures that I had from when I was considering moving into the place. I had taken pictures, and there was this indigo line on the washing machine. And I sent it to him, and he's like, oh, okay. It had been there the whole time. You could have just taken it, the picture. Like, yeah, you could have taken it on stamped? your way out. The, yeah. Were you holding a newspaper behind it? Yeah. Well, it, sh- <laughs> it, it was decorated the way that the people before me had it. Yeah. it mm. You could kind of oh, tell. Oh, that's yeah. good. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Judge, Judge Judy would agree. Definitely don't assume just because your landlord is nice to you now that, you'll get that your they will be back. nice yeah. to you at the end. Okay? Because even the nicest landlord can be the worst person you've ever met. That's true. Yeah, they want you to move in and then as soon as they move you move in, they kind of have you a yeah. little bit. Like, assume you're not probably not going to get your security deposit mm. back, you know? I have, like, n- I have gotten every security deposit back fully. In any place, every place it's, I've lived in. Yeah, I've had it, really good luck with landlords or something. Shoot. I've been in places where um, I have literally would spend a whole weekend just scrubbing and cleaning and making sure that everything is better than when I found it, and they still found ways to mm, take that's that. That's why I, d- I don't do that good of a job. Yeah, yeah it's just I, I not, mean, that's one of those, yeah. like, how much is your time worth things. Yeah, exactly. If in, if in your contract they say there's a $300 cleaning fee or whatever that they take out of it, then screw them. It depends. It if it's a management company, chances are you will probably not. They will fight. If it's a management it. company, yeah. you will never get it. Back. You will never you get will, it back. You'll yeah. get the whole thing back. You'll get yeah. some of it back. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Really? Like I've with management companies, I think it's harder because they factor that into their. 
profit. Um, hmm. oh, I but will, yeah. the but if you if you rent from like like a person, you know, you you might you'll have a better chance. I think. I don't know. I've yeah, I've, I've had good in both. The one yeah. management company I ever dealt with. They had a thing in the contract, which is actually illegal, where they said, don't bother cleaning up, and we're just going to charge you a $100 cleaning fee. And I was like, whoa. I was like, I'm a clean dude. I am, you know, yeah. like, I, this place isn't, this place was never a mess. So, yeah. How about you, I'll leave it clean and you give me the, the money? They're like, you won't leave it as clean as we need it. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, they, they weren't going to clean it. They just wanted to keep yeah. $100. Yeah. The bastards. Yep. Hmm. I just have had really good luck in this. I honestly, I'm like, yeah, we, we we killed the lawn once, and they charged us like $400 to reseed the lawn. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, didn't I was know pretty that. proud of that one. How'd you kill it? We just didn't water it or didn't do anything. That's and environmental. Yeah. So I've never lived in a place where I had to take care of a lawn. It was like in the summer, and it was just like was had gotten- in Boise? Yeah. It okay. was like an old drug lord's house, and it had been gotten like- oh, Fucking yeah. drug lords. They love their bad. lawns. <laughs> Everyone was kept, like they the just kept, lawn shouldn't have been your responsibility. No, it was, it was part of the rental oh, house, because okay. it was a house. It wasn't right. an apartment. You still have to take care of the lawn. I have one, more, was, pe- I have one more piece of advice. Think very hard before you call the cops on anybody who lives near you. Think super, super, <laughs> super, super hard about it. Because you are going to open a book that you cannot close. I've always wondered this because I've never called the cops on anyone, but I always wondered: do they know that it was you that called? Yes, they know. The cops tell them? No, the cops not do not always. tell them, but they know. They can figure it out. They know. Have you just gotten like, into a feud with a neighbor? Or? It's just you just have to think like I'm going to have a shitty night. Yeah. Listen, he spent eight hours writing the review, the crappy Yelp review. <laughs> yes. I think he's gotten into a fight with a neighbor. And if also, you could write Yelp reviews. I've had for your the neighbors. cops called on me a bunch of times. Yeah. And not in many years. But yes, and as soon as the people call the cops on you and they put their music up three dBs too high, you immediately call the cops yeah, back. Yeah. Just think like, I'm going to have four bad hours tonight, or I can call the cops, fuck up that person's life potentially, and destroy my relationship with a neighbor. If it's ongoing, sure, but just like, I would urge you to really think before you engage the cops. Where did you live where the cops would come if you called them? Yeah, that was my question. Jesus Christ, I've called the cops and they just never show up. You know, I I don't think I ever did it in Los Angeles, but certainly when I lived in Claremont and when I lived in San Francisco, for sure. I've literally had cops laugh, like, (laughs) and you're like, what the fuck? LA LA is a weird place, maybe. I don't know. I've never had a cop come out in... Under an hour and a half, if at all. They never are fucking useless. Oh, wow. But even, same deal, even with your landlord. If the people upstairs are having a huge party, also tell your neighbors the day before you're having a party. Always tell your neighbors if you're going to have a party. Oh, he, agreed. Always, Invite always, always. your neighbors. Invite your yeah. neighbors. Always. Invite, always invite your neighbors. Always that invite your neighbors. That is key. I have a, I, my rule is if a neighbor is throwing a party, I'm invited. Oh, and by the way, <laughs> that, right? Because fuck it. Like, yeah. if I have to put up with it, I'm at least going to yeah. taste the chips and dips. I'm yeah. not going to have to, you know, right, Allison? Mm-hmm. Here's, here's a piece of advice. I, I made me think of one. Parties are for other people's apartments. Go party yes. down and fuck shit up at somebody else's place and then come home and go yeah. to bed in your clean apartment and yeah. don't have to chase out drunks at four in the morning. I like that. That will not put down your acoustic guitar. Uh, Parties uh, are for other people's Or apartments. after party can be at your place. Three or four people. Right? Nope. No, <laughs> I, the after party is fine at my place. The party, yeah. nah. Uh, one of the apartments I lived at in New York, lived in in New York. Our upstairs neighbors were so actually a couple of different apartments, but this one specific. Our upstairs neighbors were so loud constantly 
And I never, ever called the landlord or the management company because they, I don't even know where they were. They were like in New Jersey. It never even occurred to me. Instead, I would just do the thing where I would like hit the ceiling with a broom. <laughs> I would do nothing. One day I went up there at like five in the morning to ask them to plead. Like it was five, it was five in the morning. It had been ongoing. And they just opened the door and asked if I wanted to burn one. And I said, no, could you please keep it down? I've had some terrible experiences. I had a, we had, this is with my, my ex, we had uh, a couple living above us that were making a shitload of noise on a Sunday, like at 11. And she went up there and said something. And the next day, her tires were slashed. Like, people can get really, really, you don't, see, that's the thing. You don't know the psychology of the person that you're dealing with. I feel like we're not making her feel good about moving ahead. No, I, think, I think we're just such crazy experiences. Yeah. Just don't be a difficult neighbor until you get to know I have, people. I called the police in New York once, but mine, I it was one of those moments where you go like, I have to call the police on this because there was a couple who lived next door and the guy was clearly beating his wife. Oh like it God. was so oh, obvious. Call the cops if that and happens. And I called <laughs> yeah. the cops immediately and was terrified of that guy for the rest of my time in that apartment building because it was unbelievable Mm. but i think that may have been the only time because that was one of those like you have to like there's just yeah i wouldn't have been able to sleep ever again yeah that was scary but i don't know yeah i've had really i have had really positive renting experiences maybe i've just lived a really quiet life you know but on a positive tip like Say hi to your neighbors. Like, I have yeah. had experiences where I'd be moving out of a place, and then, you know, right, it, it's always like right when you're moving out, you start talking to your neighbors yeah. and find out, oh my God, we would have been like such good friends, but I was a total, you know, hermit and didn't want to like say hi to people. And there's a weird thing because I don't want them to know me too well because well, like they chat, have access to me. You chat right. with you someone know? when the plane lands. Yeah, because you're right. held captive oh, when yeah. you're. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, let's do just me or everyone. But hey, I want to say if you guys would like this kind of help for your problem, email us show at gmail.com and put advice in the subject line. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? Cara Alls Bruta says just mirror everyone can't fucking cook rice oh girl i can g- wait is that a girl or a guy? a guy guy i can give you a great lesson on how to cook rice perfectly i had never so messed it up it's not so easy <laughs> it is, though. it's not it takes a while to figure it out i can cook rice so that's a not a just me or that's not an everyone jeff can you cook rice I can because I bought a rice cooker for $8 and it makes rice perfect every time and you set it and forget it, as Greg likes to say, and walk away and it comes out perfectly. We have gone through two rice cookers in our marriage and now I'm so angry at the people who make rice cookers and also too annoyed to pay like $400 for the one that I actually want that's from Japan uh, that I now cook all my rice over the stove. Never messed it up. Just saying. True story. What's hard about it? Getting um, the water ratio right, right? Isn't it just like one to one? No, it is not one. It to is one. not. It's, it's two oh to my one. God. Usually, oh my God. Well, it's also, been a while, but it's pretty simple. Um, you have to think of it in, I think I would say, think of it in reverse. You can, it's much easier to add more liquid than to subtract liquid. Right? Is that correct? 
Yes. It is correct, but yeah. I don't know what you're I don't think yep. I know what you mean. Like in other words, <laughs> if you've started the rice and it seems like it's a little bit dry, you could add more fluid to it and cook it down a little bit longer. You could, but I still think that would take away from the perfect rice. It, it would, but you would still have finished rice. Yes. I'm a rice snob, you guys. Yeah, so what makes it perfect though? How do you like, oh, it's fluffy no, and no, 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 but how do you perfectly perfect? soft. Oh, I have a little trick that I do with my hand that it's hard would be very hard to explain oh, you can on explain a podcast. It. So if it's just a regular pot, you put in the rice and the water, and then you put your hand down in the pot as flat as possible, and you want the water to come up to the line of your knuckles. Yep. Yep. Like the knuckles like get the You can't base explain of your it perfectly. Good job, Al. Yeah. What does so that do? It gets the water in that's more the right in amount the, of water. That's just like that's just to just tell you for that's some reason, the right amount of water. Hmm. Where'd you learn that? My brother. And then you mm-hmm. turn on the stove and you get it to boil, and then you turn it down to the lowest setting and let do, it sit what, for 15, fifteen minutes. minutes. Do you cover it when it's simmering? Yes. Yeah. Yes, always. Um, Wait, don't do put, and don't uncover it until it's done. Don't uncover done. it because you need yeah. to. Yeah. See. I never do that either. Your hand on the top of the rice. No, all the way down. All the way in the bottom of the. How much rice? As low as you can go. This. It just depends. So, like, uh, we uh, we usually make two cups we at make a time. Two dry, it yields four cooked. Right. Cups um, of rice. I depending on what kind of rice I make, nine times out of ten, I cook. I fry the rice before I boil it. So I put rice in a dry pan and I heat it. You ever do that? Mm-hmm. Um, I find it like not with white rice. You would never do that with white rice. But with brown rices and other oh, kinds I don't, of rice. We don't usually do brown rice. Um, yeah. White rice, you would never do that. But it like activates the... It's like when you activate a spice. Does it make it, it nuttier? It. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. it makes it a little bit nuttier. So yeah. I do the same thing with quinoa too. I always stir fry it a little bit before I add fluid to it. But not with white rice. Do you put vinegar in your white rice? I do not. You do not? Mm-mm. But I know that that's a thing. Uh, I went to a, this Korean place recently and they served the wrong kind of rice and I've never been more offended in my life. What, did, what kind did they serve? They I'm did sorry, like a long grain and it was like, what is this? Mm. And it like ruined the whole thing for me. Remember? Yes, I remember. <laughs> I still ate it, but I was, I was mad about angry. it the whole time. But it takes, I think rice is something you have to practice like pasta and then once you know how to do it, you'll never do it wrong. But why not just get a rice cooker? I don't know that much about rice cookers. You, never just, put, you just said They're it. Forget awesome. it. Yeah. They are awesome. They're awesome. Yes. I, I was actually good at making it in a pan. I had it figured out, but I just didn't want to watch it. And I I'd used one at, some, at a girlfriend's house or something. And she was like, oh, yeah, use the rice cooker. And I was like, no, I'll make it in the pan. It's that easy. And I used the rice cooker and it was just impossible to screw up. It's just the easiest thing in the world. Rice right. chat. <laughs> There's a lot of talk about rice. Nightcloud says, I thought lo and behold was low, L-O-W and behold, for a significant amount of time. Instead of L-O. I might have even thought it was that up until I read this JMO. I never really gave I it much I think I thought. used to think that. Yeah. yeah. I think because of scriptures, well, I've always scripture, known it's yeah. L-O. Yeah. Yeah. What does L-O really mean? Like, hark? Like low, yeah. Hark, yeah. look, yeah. yeah. Or like, pay Stop. attention. I thought it was L-O-L and behold. lol and behold (laughs) Hansy Copperfield says oh my god this is perfect for rice chat anyone else write on their soy sauce bottle go easy to remind yourself it pours gallons (laughs) hashtag never again no but what the fuck with soy sauce bottles yeah it's hard to get just a tiny bit out oh my god that's true is it is it like traditional that you just dump a fucking gallon of soy sauce on shit because that's all that comes out 
Hmm. Oh. Maybe you should write Go Easy on it. I've never <laughs> thought about it, but you're right. I mean, I waste a lot of soy sauce. It's like it's a technique to have to just and then and then you have to like pull it away so you <laughs> get think, just enough. Because you're supposed to get one of those little bottles. That yeah. Oh yeah, either a little right, bottle or good. you're supposed to like pour it into like a little dish. That's yeah. what I do. You pour yeah. it in the dish and then you eat what you want. As you go. Right. Get some culture, Daniel. Culture. <laughs> I, I got a little soy sauce container at that Japanese dollar store I love. And I, and I thought that was great because it had the little spout. But here's the problem with the little spout. And I think this is why they have big spouts is it gets clogged up very easily. Because hmm. all the little soy dries up and soy gets congested. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. someone out there should invent soy a thing you could buy that you screw onto a soy sauce bottle. Self-cleaning. And it puts it out in the right amounts. It dribbles like a, it out. Like one of those things that bars yeah. put in the liquor bottles. Yeah. That's a good idea. Someone go make a fortune. I'm Just hungry. Send me a piece <laughs> of They should make soy sauce chips, by the way. Just they should. Oh, I'm sure that's a thing. That has they to have be, the right? tortilla ones. Uh, what are those called? Have a chips. Have a chips. Oh, I don't those know have those. have soy sauce on them. C.T. Olsen says. You don't know those? Those are the best. So those are the best corn chips in the world. Really? It's a real they're, SoCal thing. Um, okay. They're made by Hare Krishna's. Okay. Um, Are they in a white bag? They're in a clear no. bag. Oh. And they're tortilla chips, they're corn chips soaked in soy sauce. And, and lime. Addictive. I say this as a man, and lime, <laughs> with an extreme avocado addiction. No chip goes better with guacamole than half a corn chips. For My avocado. mouth is watering. Those chips yeah. sound that good. None. What are they called? Half a chips. H-A-V-A. Apostrophe A. Why don't I know about these? They're very they're regional. South, they're south of LA chips. But when I was a kid, you could only get them in Orange County. Now you can get them everywhere. I, I feel like you could get them, get them up here, like Trader you Joe's. Can, you LA. can buy them all over LA. Yeah. I think you could buy them outside of California now, but they're the best yeah. for avocado. Uh, strike that. Trader Joe's does not have them. But. Remember that. We need to get them out. I've already written it down. Thank okay. you. They're very um, oily. Like they're not light and crunchy. Or do no. you think they are? I actually, I'm so into habit chips that when I buy a bag, I hold it up. To see if I can find one with more soy sauce in the bag. Oh, right. Because yeah. they're, they're not drenched or soaked in soy sauce. It's like someone drizzled it all over. So uh, okay. you'll get a little hit of soy, but it's not all over the chip. They're the best. Also, they go bad in 10 minutes. What? You open the bag. You pretty much have to eat the whole bag in a day. Oh, darn. And you will. Yeah, and you will. <laughs> and you will. C.T. Olson says, I will talk to a baby using full sentences and complex words while I reserve baby talk for animals, mainly my dog. Nah, pretty, <laughs> kind of. Definitely baby talk for my dog. Yeah. I feel I like we don't use full sentences with Sam. No, no I I just all, say her name yeah. over and over. I don't yeah. I say go, hi, hi, hi. <laughs> I just say hi a lot. She's my snuggleberries. I feel like I say hi to my dog about a thousand times a day, though. Every That's time. like oh, all hi. I say to Wendy. Hi, hi, Wendy. Hi. Yeah. I'm yeah. constantly asking my cat if he's a little man. That's the one <laughs> I'm always asking. Like, are you a little man? Are you a little man? He doesn't really ever answer, but that's the main question I'm asking: is Are you a little man? He is answering. Yeah. I think I asked Wendy, "Are you a good girl?" and "Who's a good girl?" <laughs> and then Daniel asked her, "Who's the cute?" You say that to Sam too. Sam's the cute. Yeah. <laughs> Wendy. Wendy has to get used to not being the cute. Uh, Sunlit Cactus says, just mirror everyone for baseball fans, intrigued by the secret world of umpires and their questionable necessity in modern baseball. Well, Which, there's no, Greg. I don't, I don't think there, there's, there's no question of their necessity in baseball. They're very essential to baseball. <laughs> the secret world that they live in and the way that they like 
sort of cabal together. Is that that's a thing? Sure. Um, and the little language they have is intriguing. The cowboy Joe Joe West and all those guys. I can name some umps, but uh, not that intriguing. They're just umps. Anyone else have anything? I don't, yeah, this might be it. Just you. Yeah. Okay. At well, least at this table. Yes. But I. We I will tell you, rice. I will tell you this much that me and my baseball geek friends sometimes make jokes about knowing the names of umpires in Major League Baseball. <laughs> and I like sometimes I like a replacement ump, and when a guy gets called up, I can tell his strike zone is shit. Ron Vegas <laughs> says a real deep dive yeah, into baseball. It's deep, yeah, it's yeah. deep. <laughs> New pillows seem fine in the store. Get them home. Worst pillow ever. Yes. Okay, yes. Me. And and I need to have there needs to be like a a, a consumer rating board for pillows and and rate like how quickly they become shit. You know, like when they go from that fluffy greatness to just a flat, lumpy disappointment. No, but this this man or woman is saying, man. this man is saying, at the store, you're like, this is the greatest pillow ever. And as soon as you lay down <laughs> on it, you, lay down you get on home it. and you go, we bought the wrong fucking pillow. <laughs> that yeah. just happened to me twice. Because I want to, f- we've talked about what we want from pillows. I want a flat, firm pillow where my head sinks just almost to the bottom of it and the sides of it wrap around. And I <laughs> twice at the store, I've been like, here's the pillow. I got it. And you get it home and you lay down and you're like, I bought the wrong fucking pillow. Like, yeah. It's like, there's no way to test it. Right. Uh, Especially because you'd be like, you'd be in the store with a t-shirt wrapped around your head. <laughs> right. <laughs> naked. Figure these out. I would. I, I would be in that. I'd be like, okay, I'm going to wrap a shirt around my head and no I'm have a pillow. There'll be a pillow on my face, but I'm gonna, that's not the one I'm testing. I'm testing the one that's under my head. Your wife would be like, why are we in the clothing section? We're not here to buy clothes. I need t-shirts to wrap around my head so that I can try on a pillow and test a pillow. Do you ha- Does anyone have a good recommendation for a pillow? Do you have a favorite pillow? Like is we, the my pillow guy amazing? I feel you like seen some, those ads? we brought this up before, and people tweeted us. People wrote in, and we were like, "You should oh. check out this pillow." But I, I forget. Which I one. I don't want to say anything because I don't want to give someone bad advice about pillows. I, yeah, yeah. You don't want to tell and, and people also, how to live their pillow. Yeah. And you don't know if somebody <laughs> when somebody recommends a pillow to you, which happens, and you you don't know what their taste in pillow is. Oh gosh, like you're they right. may not be a sink your head all the way but into a pillow Daniel, kind of person. What happened because you bought some pillows at Costco that you famously said can suck your dick yeah those fucking big ass pillows wait, wait i'd like to know about these pillows I, did i say that or did i say they can suck my nuts that was it yeah either way but yeah. you, you had your mouth guard in so it was actually yeah funny. like suck it bitch <laughs> um yeah the we brought two like king-size pillows oh they can yeah. suck my nuts <laughs> and they immediately just became it wasn't even like they became deflated lumpy pillows it was just like parts were deflated and parts were still <laughs> inflated and these pillows get... were too big for their own good they couldn't all get on the same page yeah like be something like commit <laughs> <laughs> i do think pillows are something and i don't want to get crucified by jenna for saying this but i do feel like pillows are something where if you spend more money you might get a better pillow no, I crucified I can, by Jenna. Is she now the arbiter of all things? <laughs> well, she came down yeah. pretty hard at you for going to the peepaw. I know. I yeah. feel bad about that. Yeah. I didn't mean I to didn't, come down. You hard. Didn't come, you feel bad about Jenna, it. Jenna, you came down hard. I think it's fair. No, no. I want nice things. I like to spend money on she things. Just wants I just to spend also, the least amount possible. But on the I want to buy the designer jacket, but I want the thirty-two dollars off. Thank you. We all do. Nobody wants to just throw their money in the garbage Some for something oh, no, they're only going to wear Allison for two weeks. Does. Yeah. <laughs> so you would agree that like 
you wouldn't say a $100 pillow is better than a $50 pillow, but you would say... I would look at that $100 pillow and I would go, how can I get this for less than $100? That's what I would do. Right, but you would probably say the $3 pillow is not going to be good. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that. There's something... Pillows are like... I'm not doing dollar store pillows. Right. Yeah. There's something about quality of materials Mm. in pillows. Oh, yeah, but I want to know what what the material is that makes a good pillow because we went to a, a hotel where they had a pillow menu oh, yeah. and they had every kind of pillow and it's like, I don't fucking know. Whatever one is, like, I'll, I'll try the down one, I'll try the this one, I'll try the that one, but I don't know. We we have had the same bed for seven years and the same, like, wall that the bed is against. There is no way to make a perfect combination of pillows to lean up against so that reading is comfortable. Like, you need to get one. Mm, yeah. You can't. There's no way. To, the big pillow with two small pillows in the front. Yeah, comfortable. Two minutes later, I'm uncomfortable. There's no like way to win. There's right. no way to win. There's no yeah. way to win. Remember those pillows that had the arms on the side? Yes. I think yeah. they're called husbands. Yeah. Those were pretty comfortable, actually. Husbands? Is that a joke? No, they really are. Oh, they really are? They really are. <laughs> oh, those are funny. Remember I've those seen pillows? those recently. We had those back in the 80s. Yeah. They were at I had Sam's one of those Club. In college. They're, they are comfy. Yeah. <laughs> pillows there's no way to win i just we really need new pillows ours are i mean they're basically they've almost disappeared they're that flat and horrible right mm. i think uh, yeah they're fine <laughs> <laughs> we have way too many of them there's how many the pillows on the bed at any there's time like, out there's like seven there's pillows seven pillows on our bed yes. i need to be able to swap pillows though <laughs> yes and I do al that. uses like s- at least five of them five. You, you do go, need to You swap. go leg pillow. We talked about this. Yeah. You do the leg he pillow. cuddles yeah. one. I have like he a has... body pillow and then one up at the chest and then usually one to block the wall and then one to actually lay on. Do you, when this, yeah. The pillow swap. Pillow diva. And his head, yeah. no pillow underneath. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> In the morning, you have to have the pillow on the side of the bed that's cold from being there all night and then you're like, oh, my hot head, swap. And now you've got a Ooh, cold pillow. I do love a cold pillow. pillow yeah. I'm a two pillow person. And Daniel's a five pillower. Yeah. Yeah, and Wendy gets Four. three of them. <laughs> <laughs> I go pillow under or between legs, pillow under head, and then pillow on face. <laughs> Always. Because a lot of times it's t-shirt with pillow on top. And that's for the darkness? I like pressure on my face. I don't know. Is there any more just oh, wait, everyone? Right Hold on. This is going <laughs> not where I thought. Like, you know that thing where people have an eye mask that's, like, made out of little stones because they want, like, pressure on their eyes? I've actually never seen that, but I can you, imagine Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Yes. No. No. Yes. Yes. But I, I'm into it. I, I like that feeling. I like extreme darkness, and I like the feeling of something pushing on my eyes. What about one of those uh, face masks that has, like, the seeds in it that gives it some weight? <laughs> those. but like, like, a, with, like a bean bag. If they had one of those that was made out of, like, what's a really dense California Buckshot. Yeah, whatever. They yeah, have buckshot. pillows. They have pillows with that. That yeah. was on the pillow menu at this place. It was one with the uh, seeds in it, right? Yeah, buckwheat or something. Something like that. So every time you move around in the night, it's like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was weird. And there's horrible, like a beanbag pillow. pillow. You guys went to a hotel that had a buckwheat pillow on the menu. It did. Yeah. But <laughs> it was a shitty hotel. It just had a nice pillow menu. That was their thing. We have HBO and a pillow menu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. And lastly, Sooner Magic says, when a fly lands on me, I assume I must smell like hot garbage and immediately want to take a shower. I don't assume that, but it's interesting. What makes a fly land on one person versus another? Mm. Is it your hot garbage scent? If you're sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't know. Flies don't know. like I, sweat, don't they? Let's not give flies that much credit. Mm. 
Right. Yeah, they're kind of you know? landing on everything, yeah. just tasting everything. They're I, gross. I will, I, if I have my hand down low and Wendy takes an interest and starts licking my hand, I assume that I've touched something gross. Oh, by the way, <laughs> Wendy just licked my legs clean, both of them, because I was eating those chicken potato chips. Yeah. I didn't spill any. She just she just couldn't get to them and figured she would lick the thing that was eating the thing she wanted. <laughs> lick through you to the exactly. chips. Well, I'm sorry. Unless you enjoyed it. I would, I didn't hate it, but I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, that's why I say I'm sorry. Um, there's a dog I want to tell you guys about. Speaking of dogs. You are a dog. Poop on your bed. You are a dog. Poop on your bed. A doggy dog. Poop on your bed. Dog, 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 dog. Poop on your bed. Dog, 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 dog. Poop on your bed. That's what you are. Poop on your bed. You are a pooch. An ugly mutt. You come inside. You come inside. With poop on your butt. With poop on your bed. Dog, 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 dog. Dog, 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 That's what you are. That's what you are. Rex is a super cute Rottweiler German Shepherd mix. He's 12 months old. Uh, he's very energetic and playful and friendly. And he is up for adoption at the Downey Shelter, and he's being trained as part of their training program. Um, my friend Laura London, who is a dog trainer, is working with these dogs to get them ready to be adopted. Um, and there's... Uh, if it's a local adoption, the trainers will help you like transition the dog into your home um, and be there for you to help uh, forever, I think, which is an awesome, awesome thing that comes with the adoption. So if you're interested in checking out Rex and he's got the cutest face uh, and a cute body too, go to shelterme.com slash downy slash rex training program shelterme.com slash downy slash rex training program and you can find out more about him um also there will be a link on the episode summary of this episode okay follow me on twitter at allison rosen follow show's twitter feed at ariymbf um check out the patreon page patreon.com slash allison rosen jeff where should we go for you you can find me on facebook and twitter at colonel jeff fox and i want to apologize for wendy i hope that didn't sound Bitchy me talking about her licking my legs. It was cute. No, it didn't sound bitchy. Okay. And I when I said so. I didn't enjoy it, I just, I didn't dislike it, but I wasn't like, you know. It, you weren't getting it, out the peanut butter. And, I, yeah, I wasn't yeah. like into it. If you Right, me. right. It okay. was a little cunty though. <laughs> <laughs> at Daniel Quantz at Twitter. <laughs> Wait, did you go, Jeff? Yeah, he did. He did. Oh, at Daniel Quantz Twitter and Instagram. And D Quantz on the snappy. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Alan. I'm at the hashtag Al everywhere. Jenna. Uh, you can follow me at Jenna Kim Jones on Twitter and Instagram. And also check out my website if you want to hear my podcast. Sorry, not sorry with Jenna Kim Jones at jennakimjones.com slash podcast. Right. Um, I am at Dong Attack and I have joined musically. Ooh. And I'm. I don't know if I'm going to make my account public on it yet, but I started fucking around with it this weekend and it is so fun. And it's also... Like, I would be the oldest person on it by, like, 25 years. And it's designed for kids to just, like, lip sync, you know, Drake or whatever. But if you, like, do, like, a Bob Dylan song, it's super funny. Because it's, it's – anyway <laughs> – Make it public. I, I think we should all do it and just screw around with it because it really is a fun thing. Musically. Yes, please. Yeah. Maybe we'll do it. 
Are you, you're not on it, are you, Jenna? No, but I need to be. My nieces are, and there's the videos are so awesome. It's, it's also like it just wasn't made to abuse, and abusing it is very. I did a Slayer song on it today, and I laughed for like 20 minutes because it's just like it looks like a music video for a nine year old, but it's a 25 year old Slayer song. So I'm going to start a hashtag that's like old person musically. It's Ooh. we should all do it next week. I think I hate babies. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thank you guys for so much for being on the show, listeners. Thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? 